Lionel Messi isn't on the payroll at the University of Miami, but he is helping with recruiting. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first or second listen today. Bonus episode, because so much was said at the ACC kickoff. Today was Miami Day. Mario Cristobal, Cam Kitchens, Tyler Van Dyke, and Matt Lee addressed the media They were doing interviews, podium segments, media scrums, and one of the more entertaining moments that came from Mario Cristobal today. He was being interviewed on television on the ACC Network. Talk about thinking on your feet. So Lionel Messi coming to Miami, the soccer goat, he was mentioned during that interview, and Mario Cristobal says, you guys just lobbed me up a great NIL opportunity. If Mr. Messi takes a chance to come to Miami to continue to grow his brand, why would any player in the country not come to Miami? Thank you for that lob, Cristobal said. Funny, but he's not wrong. Arguably the biggest sports star on planet Earth decided the city of Miami was a good place for him to not only bring his family to live, because Messi's a family man, but to have the sort of international appeal to keep building his brand. If he can make that decision and enjoy that South Florida lifestyle and all the marketing opportunities that come with that, because Lionel Messi, he's getting paid about $54 million per year in salary just to play for the team. I guarantee you he's making double, triple, if not quadruple that $54 million annually by doing endorsements and through his brand. He can do that in South Florida Why can't any player in the country, when you talk about NIL opportunities, why can't any player in the country not do that in South Florida? And I know a lot of the big powerhouse programs out there have big NIL opportunities and they're dropping bags left and right. But when you compare the college town versus the metropolitan international appeal that you get in Miami, different strokes, more than one way to skin a cat, all of that the NIL opportunities and the branding opportunities that come in South Florida are very unique compared to most of the college towns out there. So I thought that was clever by Mario Cristobal. He was right. They lobbed him up a softball. He hit it out of the park when it came to Messi. Now, of course, talking about the GOAT and NIL was not really the meat and potatoes of what Mario Cristobal had to say throughout the day today. There was also a lot of positive news on the injury front hurricanes are just days away from starting fall camp my friends august 1st green tree practice fields are when they're going to start practicing and then days away from putting the pads on and all that good stuff injury wise here's what miami's looking at zion nelson miami's if healthy starting left tackle who was injured for most of last season didn't participate in spring football because of a nagging injury Um, He's not going to be ready for day one of fall camp, but Cristobal did say he's going to be ready at some point, probably around the middle of fall camp. And, you know, to me, with Zion being a veteran, um, if he's ready to suit up fully at some point during the middle, maybe earlier parts of fall camp, I would say he's on track to be a week one starter, right? That, you know, as long as uh, 
as long as he still looks as good as he did before getting injured last year, Zion Nelson is going to be your starting left tackle. So he may not be ready for fall camp day one, but I believe he will be ready for week one against Miami of Ohio. So that's very good news. As far as players who, um, you know, the timelines are a little bit iffy and up in the air. Trevante Citizen, the running back, as we've talked about, not only had the ACL injury before the season started last year, he suffered a setback at some point, so he's still recovering. Um, I don't know when. I think at some point this season we'll see Trevante Citizen. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's going to be ready by week one. Maybe at some point midway through the season we'll see. Uh, linebacker Chase Smith recovering from injury. Collins Achiampong, the true freshman edge rusher. Remember, he had an injury his final season of high school. Did not, you know, didn't participate with most of spring. Lower body injury. I think he did some light work in spring, but not serious work. These guys are not expected for the start of fall camp. Here was probably the best injury news that Cristobal dropped. Okay, Elijah Arroyo, full go. He's healthy. Arroyo, who also had a preseason knee and well, not even preseason, but early season. I think it was week two or week three last year, suffered a knee injury, had surgery. Elijah's going to be ready to go. And yeah, I, I think he's going to be Miami's tight end one. And I think Elijah is going to be not only one of the breakout players at Miami, I think he's going to be one of the breakout players in the ACC. I think Arroyo is going to be ready to have a really, really big year. So he's going to be good to go for the start of fall camp. Same thing with Leonard Taylor, Jared Harrison Hunt. And most of, if not all, the other guys who missed some time during spring are fully ready, fully healthy, and ready to go for the start of fall camp. You know, something that was a big theme throughout the day today from all of Miami's representatives were talking about the culture changes from last year. That was something Mario Cristobal talked a lot about. I like the fact that, you know, he wasn't so out there positive where he's like, yeah, everything's completely fixed and we're good to go. He said it, you know, we still have a lot to prove out there, but Cristobal did talk about needing to kind of surround himself and surround everybody with people that are going to grind and put in that sort of work. And I don't think he's only talking about the coaching staff. I think he's also talking about the roster, needing guys who are going to be relentless workers and grinders. And he overturned more than half the roster. He overturned more than half of the coaching staff. So, all of these new additions on the field, on the sidelines, they all need to prove that they can work together. That's still yet to be seen, but he did say we're, in, we're going in the right direction, and I believe that the culture change that's happening around here is, is a positive one. But he admitted we're going to have to see what happens on the field. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of important nuggets from Tyler Van Dyke, the starting quarterback, including why he loves his new offense so much. We're going to talk about Cam Kinchins, who was an All-American last year, and he thinks there's going to be at least one other All-American at the end of this season. And Matt Lee, Miami's transfer center, who's going to be the starting center, told a pretty cool story about uh, a couple of the things that sealed the deal for him to transfer from UCF to Miami. We're only getting started on this bonus episode. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. 
Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible terms apply. Exclusions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers out there, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, join our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. You can click the link in the show description below. Try it free for 14 days. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there, including one-on-one texts with me. All the texts you write come directly to my phone and vice versa. I don't have a social media intern or anything. All the texts are, are directly from me. I give you guys recruiting scoops, show previews, insights. We answer your questions on the show. So try out our exclusive subtext service. Click the link in the show description below. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, thing that stood out to me, he loves Shannon Dawson's new offense. And it's not just a matter of, hey, paying lip service. This is my new offensive coordinator. I got to say nice things about the guy, yada, yada, yada. There's an important element of that offense that Tyler Van Dyke loves. It's the freedom that quarterbacks have in the offense, right? Talking about checking from a run play to a pass play and vice versa, having that sort of freedom. And yes, the results have been there. Just a year ago in the Shannon Dawson offense at Houston, they had a 4,000-plus yard passer in Clayton Toon. Van Dyke talked about that, over 4,000 passing yards in that offense just a year ago. So that's the sort of freedom and that's the sort of autonomy to make those calls uh, that Tyler Van Dyke appreciates about this offense. And he's been very studious with it. We started hearing about this basically from the minute that Shannon Dawson arrived, that Van Dyke quickly dove headfirst into learning that playbook and learning that offense. And it's important for your starting quarterback to be ahead of the curve on that because he can make that learning curve easier for his teammates. And that's something that Van Dyke is taking very seriously. So he loves he loves the autonomy and freedom in that offense. And he also loves the fact that it's his job to put the ball in the hands of his playmakers, he said. And yeah, he's got more playmakers this year on paper than he did last year when you add guys like Tyler Harrell and Shamar Kirk into the mix and you add A.J. Allen and Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson to your running back stable and hopefully a healthy, uh, as we talked about, a healthy Elijah Arroyo at tight end and Jaleel Skinner and the young tight ends you added and Cam McCormick who's a human blocking machine. So Van Dyke is really excited to run the Shannon Dawson offense. Um, you know, he was asked, was Van Dyke, if he hears from some of the the former great quarterbacks at the University of Miami. And he mentioned he hears from he hears from a lot of them, but the only specific name that he dropped, which is a good name to drop, is Bernie Kozar. He says he hears most from Bernie Kozar, Miami's original national championship winning quarterback. And he says Kozar calls him a lot, texts him a lot, gives him great advice, which is great to hear. Uh, as far as what Van Dyke has been working on in this offseason, uh, I was interested to hear his answer on that because it wasn't necessarily what I expected. But Van Dyke says that a part of his game he's really working on is his mobility in the pocket, right? 
I don't think he's going to become Lamar Jackson overnight or anything like that. You know, Van Dyke moves instinctively. He's not the quickest guy on the field. Uh, but, you know, talking about that mobility in the pocket, I, I think that's going to go a long way. Don't expect him to become Michael Vick or anything like that. But obviously in today's college football, your quarterback shouldn't be a statue. And Van Dyke wants to become less of a statue, which is cool to hear that he's been working on that. He says, I think I've improved that a lot. He says, this day and age, you have to use your feet a little bit more. No kidding, TVD. So that's good stuff. Uh, you know, we heard uh, today from Miami Hurricanes, All-American Safety Cam Kinchins, who was one of Miami's representatives at the ACC kickoff. And I was listening this morning. Cam uh, was on the Joe Rose Show. Uh, shout out to my my pals uh, there at 560 WQAM. And, you know, Kinchins, who, remember, was an All-American last year, first-team All-American safety, uh, he thinks there's going to be another All-American banner going up in the rafters at the end of this year. He threw a shout-out to his teammate and his partner, uh, safety partner, James Williams. He says he thinks James Williams can be an All-American this year and get his banner hung in the rafters. Um, and you know, it was something that cam reminded everybody on that interview. Uh, and I take it to heart. He said, Hey, let's not forget. James was playing basically all year with a shoulder injury last year. Um, I'd like to think that affected his tackling because his tackling grades, as we know, were poor last year. So, you know, James has got the size, he's got the athleticism, he's got the range. If James Williams puts it together this year, and Cam keeps it together this year and has another All-American type of year, Miami can potentially have the best safety duo in the country. Um, you know, Joe Rose mentioned to Kinchins that a year ago at this time, when you were at the ACC Media Days last year, there was a lot of hype from Miami. We all know they didn't live up to that hype last year. Whereas this year, Miami's flying under the radar. They're not getting that sort of hype. I think it was like from the national media, it was a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you situation where Miami's not getting the hype. And Kinchin said, good, we don't need hype, he said. Uh, you know, he, remember he was, as I mentioned, he was an All-American last year, Kinchin's. Uh, he said, you know, the only banner he cares about at this point, it's not another All-American banner. He wants a national championship banner hung in the facility. I like that. Um, you know, I mentioned Mario talked about the culture change that was needed from last year. Kinchins talked about that as well. He said, quote, in hindsight, I think it is fair to say that everybody wasn't buying in to what Coach Cristobal was saying. Sometimes you need a year like that to get back on track. Nobody wants to go through that, but now we know what not to do. We can grow from that, he said. And remember, I, I hold Kitchens, Kinchins in high esteem because he was the guy who, after the last game last year, told all of his teammates, we've got to work hard. We've got to bring the U back. And if you don't want to be here, you can transfer. A lot of players did. Cam threw out the gauntlet. I appreciate him for doing that. And he's one of the leaders of this football team. In fact, talking about leaders of the team, you know, going back to Tyler Van Dyke, this was something he said on a separate interview. Um According to Tyler, the leadership council, which are, you know, the players who are kind of officially, unofficially the leaders of the team, grew from only six guys last year to about, I think he said 13 this year. So there's a lot of players, including uh, Branson Dean and Matt Lee, who just transferred in, who have become leadership council guys on the team. So it, it, it sounds to me like you've got more alphas and more leaders on the team 
at this time than you did last year. So that that's always a good thing to hear. Uh, and yeah, one of those guys who's on that leadership council is Matt Lee, the transfer center out, out of UCF. Now we've told the story many times on this show here on Locked on Canes about Lee. When he was going through his recruiting process, when he was in the transfer portal, he made his official visit down to Miami and Tyler Van Dyke uh, who was you know, home for the holidays with his family in Connecticut, when TVD heard that Lee was down in South Florida visiting, Van Dyke got on a plane, threw a th- flew a 1,000 miles down to South Florida to do that visit with Lee and recruit Lee to Miami, build a bond with him and convince him this is a place he needs to be. So Lee talked about Van Dyke being a guy who closed him when it comes to recruiting. But he also told this cool story about Mario Cristobal that I hadn't heard him tell before, you know, another factor in Lee deciding Miami was where he needed to be. So he talked about, uh, I, I think this was during his visit, his official visit to Miami. He was doing a film session with Alex Mirabal, and he said it was me, offensive line coach Mirabal, and we were sitting in the O-line room watching my film, watching some UM film, just talking football back and forth, whatever, offensive line play. He said Mario Cristobal was sitting in the back all the way up the stairs and just sitting there observing like he always likes to do a lot. Me and Coach Mirabal went back and forth for like a five-minute tirade, just deep, complex football stuff, he said. Cristobal gets up and stomps down the stairs. He points at me, and he's like, you're our guy. We need you here. (laughs) So that was a cool story. I think that was on ACC Network when Matt Lee told that, uh, that Mario Cristobal, he heard – you know, and it, I'm sure watching Lee's film was a big part of that because Matt Lee is a very effective center and he's a mauler up front, had a, a 90.6 pass blocking grade last year, an 80.6 run blocking grade. Both of those grades are excellent. The pass rushing, the pass blocking grade being elite, the run blocking grade being excellent. So I'm sure the film went a long way. But Mario, who's an offensive lineman and an offensive line geek, right, when he heard that that discussion, that tirade. He heard Mirabal and Lee going back and forth, going deep cuts on offensive line play. I'm sure that was like music to Cristobal's ears. We've got to get this guy. So I thought that was a really great story. Uh, So those are are some of my big takeaways from Miami Hurricanes at ACC kickoff, the media days today. We will talk more about it tomorrow because there's a lot of stuff we haven't even dissected yet. And we're going to talk recruiting tomorrow. So for the everydayers, you're in for a good one tomorrow. Brian Smith, my colleague at allhurricanes.com, who's also the recruiting expert on the Lockdown Network, is going to join us on tomorrow's episode. So we got a good week planned for you guys. And at the end of the week, Coach Coop is going to join us on Friday's episodes. It's going to be it's a great time to be a Locked on Canes every day. Or we'll talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.